Welcome to the PGK Presents podcast with Pastor Gerald Kiner. You are about to get filled with inspiration, motivation, and education based upon the Word of God. Your consistent giving to this podcast will help keep these words of wisdom flowing into your device. To sow back into the ministry of Pastor Gerald Kiner, visit our online giving page at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Today's podcast is entitled Spiritual Warfare Against Discontentment. There is nothing worse than when you are in a spiritual battle against yourself. Discontentment is one of the most prolific weapons the enemy uses to cause us to wrongly be dissatisfied with our relationship with God. Today's message will train you on how to get the victory over discontentment. And now, let's join Pastor Kiner as he begins the message. Priest coming on already. Go with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel 21 verses 1 through 2. 1 Samuel 21 verses, 1 Samuel 22 verses 1 through 2. Watchful. 1 Samuel 22, 1 through 2. 1 Samuel 22, 1 through 2. Two, I feel a powerful word. What an awesome, awesome word God is giving us tonight in this spiritual war series. It reads, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. Just that verse is so awesome. My God. I mean, just, just, it's how awesome is that verse? Look somebody and say, you're not in this by yourself. You're not in this by yourself. When it's going down, we're going down with you. When it's, when it's going down, we're going down with you. I, my God, I wish there was something. Now I preach that. You're not in this by yourself. I mean, I'm letting you know right now, you're not in it. It said, and when they heard about it. I know I ain't preaching about this subject, but I guess got to get a little bit out of me. And when they heard it, I heard my brother was in trouble. I heard something was going down, Sister Coffee. I heard, when I, when I heard about it. I didn't let him stay by himself. I wasn't going to let him cry in a cave by himself. I wasn't going to let him go through what he's going through by himself. I wasn't going to neglect him and give him up. And when I heard about it, I'm going with him. I'm leaving the comfort of everything I got. I got to go and put on my battle clothes too. That's what we have to be at a church. With some going down with one of us, baby, we got to go down with him. We going down together. My God, I'm putting on my battle clothes. I'm putting on my boots together. I'm ready to do some spiritual warfare. David, I heard David was in trouble. David's in spiritual warfare. Let's go down with him. Let's leave the counter. Kiss Betty Sue. I'll be back in a little while. But I'm going down with David. I, I heard David's in trouble. I heard David is going through something. I don't want him alone. I don't want him feeling like he all by himself. I'm going with him. I'm going with him. Say, when they, they just heard about it. They didn't even know if it was true or not. They just heard. Man, they, I heard David. Where David at? How David doing? Is he still in the palace? I think he in a cave. What? David in a cave? I got to go. I'm going to the cave with him. Goodness gracious, that's powerful. David in a cave? I thought David was in the palace with Saul. Man, Saul trying to kill David. David ran and went to a cave. I'm going with David right now. Go get the brass knuckles. Go get what I got to get. Get the switchblade. Get the, get the helmet. Let's go step on some toes, says the God. Let's go get it right now. If David's in trouble, I'm going with him right now. He said, and when they just heard, his brother and all his father's house heard it. And they went down thither to him. My God. And everyone that was in distress, ain't that awesome? And everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him 
and he became a captain the one that didn't have anything yeah. now he got some all of a sudden and he became a captain over them and there were with him about 400 men somebody give the Lord a victory hand clap of praise my God we're dealing with spiritual warfare against discontentment spiritual warfare against discontentment now it's something very awesome that we must recognize tonight discontentment is the state of being dissatisfied with one's current situation discontentment awesome listen to this destructive discontentment is the state of regularly being dissatisfied with one situation and that's what we're going to deal with tonight spiritual warfare against destructive discontentment because there are some times when discontentment can be positive somebody's living in the projects been on welfare all their life said I'm tired of being in this situation I'm tired of waiting on the first of the month to come. I think I better go back to school and get my education. I think I better go and get me a job. I don't like being like this. That's positive. But destructive discontentment could be a case to where, my God, your wife cooking for you every day. Your wife, my God, ironing your clothes every day. Kissing you every day. And you're looking at Halle Berry in the movie and say, my God. That lady down there at Kroger looked just like her. I think I would just go down to Kroger and meet her because I mean everything all right at the house, but you know, I just ain't I just ain't feeling it right now. I mean I, I'm ready to do something different. I mean I'm I'm just I'm just my God. I, I ain't just feeling it. That's just that's constantly, repeatedly. That's destructive because it sets up a pattern in your life that will cause you to underappreciate the blessings that are all around you. It causes you to forget the mighty acts of God in your life. And that, dear brother and sister of God, is a struggle that we have to deal with within ourselves. Then I got seven statements people who are easily discontented usually make. Now one of them a close friend of mine used to say often but that person has gone to another level and I haven't heard that in my God a couple of years but listen to this seven statements people who are easily discontented often make you hear most people say I get tired of stuff easily you ever heard people say that I get tired of stuff easily they're easily discontented most people say I'm so bored you hear people making the statement like that. I'm so bored. My nephew Lamar, I used to always get on him. Used to always get on him for saying that. I said, "You go get a book, read something, do something. You have no reason to be bored. When you got choice and power over your time, when you say you constantly bored, what you're telling yourself is you don't like the decisions you're making because you got the power to do whatever you want to do in that moment." Anything you choose should be something that's productive for your life. And if you're easily bored, it means that you're dissatisfied with the choices that you're making. Some people say, ain't nothing going on. 
You hear people make this statement, ain't nothing going on. They get so discontented, they always want something to go on. Man, ain't nothing going on. This, discontented with the situation. What world do you want going on? Oh, ain't nothing going on. You hear people saying, I feel like doing something. Don't know what to do with life, but just feel like doing something. That's how some of you feel like doing something. They get caught up with the wrong crowd. They get caught up in the wrong situation. They get caught up in the wrong circumstances. Here's somebody say, Man, I wish I could do this or that. Here people say, I wish I could do this or that. When they say, I wish I could do this or that, what they're saying is, what I'm doing right now is not satisfying me. I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing right now. I'm not satisfied with my current situation. The art of joy is to be satisfied. As Paul said, no matter what state I am in, I have learned therewith to be content. I have learned how to be content regardless of the state that I'm in. Listen to what somebody say. Somebody also say, man, one day I'm going to go to this place or that place. One day, they, and, and then listen, and when that, they, they're waiting for three months to come so they can go to this place, but what about they're miserable for the three months in between? They're not satisfied, they're not content with the three months of in, in between that time. Another statement, my God, most people always say, my God, you know, variety is the spice of life. What does that mean? What does that mean? It simply means that I'm easily, my God, I'll easily lose my ability to stay satisfied when there is no change. And sometimes to be a strong man or woman of God, God will put you in a stathalum where there's a cave, there's no change. And sometimes moments in your life, all you're going to have is an adalum. All you're going to have is that cave. And if you don't learn how to thank God for the cave, because sometimes that cave is what's going to save your life. Sometimes that cave is what's going to protect you from the dangers that's outside. Sometimes all you're going to have is water dripping, wind blowing in, and my God, insects, you killing in the cave. That's all you're going to have. And if you don't learn how to thank God for the cave, if you don't learn how to God... I could be dead. I could, God, I could be arm cut off in this cave. God, I could be in this cave bleeding. God, I could be in this cave and rats biting on my toenails. But God, I thank you that I'm able to breathe. Baby, sometimes you just gonna be in the house by yourself. God, I'm thankful, God, that there's peace. I got light gas and water. God, I'm thankful that when I get hungry, I can go in the refrigerator and heat up a light bread sandwich with, my God, tomatoes. God, I'm thankful that I may not have Kool-Aid, but I can at least drink some water and put some ice cubes in it. See, that's how you learn how to be content and you will get joy being on that level. Now watch this. One point never to pass. One point we should never pass. Listen to this. The number one principle the number one principle concerning destructive discontentment. The number one principle concerning destructive discontentment is that you always lose more than you gain. My God, that's awesome. You always lose more than you gain. Those desires that's driving you to do this or that, oftentimes they will cause us to drive ourselves into sin and we will lose more by allowing discontentment to drive us there than we will gain by satisfying that act of discontentment. You will lose. That's a principle of destructive discontentment is that you will lose always more than you will gain. 
I've done some self, I've done some things just out of being discontent, my God, that if I had to do it all over again, I said, my God, I just should have stayed in the house and watched CNN. I've done some stuff, my God, being discontent. I, I spent money being discontent on clothes, my God, that I said, you know what, after I wore it one time, I didn't even need it. Discontent opened up the closet and was discontent with what I saw. And went out and spent extra money that I really didn't have to spend. All because of that warfare with discontentment. God, I feel the power. Listen to this. The drive of discontentment. The three drives of discontentment. What is it? What is it? I'm going to describe the drive of discontentment. Number one, it is a collective drive. Listen to what it said. First Samuel 22, verse 2. And everyone that was in distress... And everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto David. When you, my God, get around guys or people that are just standing around not doing anything with their life, that's how so many guys on the corner get caught up in trouble. Because it's a collective drive. Everybody say, ain't nothing going on. Everybody start saying, let's do something. Let's do something. Friday night come. Let's do something. Let's drink something. They ain't want to do it by themselves. Let's smoke something. God, you ain't been down the casino, my God, since you got delivered. And now it's a collective drive. Man, let's go down to the casino. What? They trying to pull you into their discontentment. Imagine somebody that's unhappy with their life going to pull you into their unhappiness. So you can help satisfy their unhappiness. Smoke some with me, man. He said, man, I ain't spending my money on another cigarette, on another nothing. So he called you, man, come smoke something with me. I ain't bought a dime bag. Your eyes light up. It's free. It's a collective, David, am I right? It's a collective drive. People want to bring you into their misery. Misery loves company. And you got to be on another level to my God. When everybody chasing skirts and everybody chasing neckties, you say, I'm not getting caught up in that collective drive. It's a collective drive. People have to come on, y'all, let's go drink after work. Let's go down to happy hour after work. They trying to collect as many souls as they can because it's a collective drive. Secondly, it's a continual drive. Oh, yes, it's a continual drive. Baby, your spirit could never be satisfied. If you don't learn, my God, how to halt that spirit of discontentment, look at Proverbs 27, verse 20. Proverbs 27, verse 20. It reads, hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Why do you think men, my God, we love going from woman to woman? I don't care how pretty a woman may be. Man's eyes never satisfied. She pretty for two days. Man, you see that new girl that just came in? Oh my God. We got to that. Man, did you see that other girl that just came and got hired on the job? Man, we thought sister so-and-so was go. Man, we thought, my God, Miss Johnson was go. A month later. Man, did you just see who they interviewing? Man, I was never satisfied because we haven't mastered how not to be discontent. We haven't mastered how to be content with an apple, my God, that's, that's turning a little, you know what I'm saying, it's getting a little uh, old on us. 
We haven't learned the art, my God, how to appreciate the suit we done had in the closet for six months. We haven't mastered the art of discontentment. That's why, my God, every, every year in America, I think it was some, one of my friends or a school teacher who's from Jamaica, Natalie. He told me the other day, he said, you Americans, my God, you all are always buying something new. He said, you get a new computer every year. You get a new car every two or three years. In other cultures, people would drive their car into it and run down to the ground. Other cultures, people would have a mule for 15 years. We come to America, my God. We would change a computer. Nothing wrong with the computer. We teach our children, my God, buy a new pair of shoes every time a new pair of shoes come out. We used to have to, my God, put cardboards in the bottom of our shoe. It wouldn't no matter if you had to be content. You had to be content with the cardboard. Thank God it ain't wet my socks up no more. But there's a continual drive. Look at somebody and say, what you want now? What you want now? Oh, my God, every minute you want something. Every second you want something. New, new pantyhose, new color contact lenses, new weave in your head, new something. You want something. What in the world do you want now? Want a hot dog. You want steak. You want, my God, coat. You want dye coat. You want, my God, cherry coat. What kind of coat you want now? Coca-Cola keep making different products because they know you're going to have a drive, a continual discontentment. You ain't going to be satisfied with regular Coke. They got to come up with grape Coke, cherry Coke, Pinnacola Coke, any kind of Coke, Dr. Pepper Coke. I like root beer now. Next year you like Sprite. Next year you like 7-Up. Yeah, that you're changing so much because you're discontent. And that's an that's a enemy that's within us that drive for discontentment. It's a continual drive. Thirdly, it's a costly drive. It is a costly drive. Hebrews chapter 12. Mm -hmm. Constantly being discontent, I'm telling you, it costs you more than you gain. It's a costly drive. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 16. Lest there be any fornicator, verse 16, or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, look at somebody say, it's going to go away. After you get what you want, that drive for it going to go away. As you get sad, man, I learned it as a teenager. I mean, I learned some stuff as a teenager. My God. I thought, boy, that's so my God. All them different uh, hormones driving up in me. Going crazy. <laughs> get what you want to say. Man, I could have waited. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I sure could have. I mean, goodness. It wasn't even worth nothing. Man, what I do that for? Sasha going crazy back there. Man, what is that for? Goodness. It was worth it. I'm going crazy for 15 hours and, and two minutes later, I'm going. Man. <laughs> what, was, what was that all about? Some of them sisters are there complaining. <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> what was that all about? Goodness gracious. You could have went to sleep. You literally slept for eight hours. Could have stayed in the shower at least an hour. Goodness gracious. He said, for you know that how afterwards, when he would have inherited, inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Now he's crying about now his birthright. But when he was discontent, he said, what is this birthright to me right now? His belly got him in trouble. So he sold his birthright for a morsel, a morsel of bread discontent man I'm hungry I want what I want right now and that's what discontent the destructive drive of discontentment will tell you I need what I need right now 
I want what I want right now. You will lose your ability to be patient. You will lose your ability to trust and wait on God. You will lose your ability to believe that God is going to reward you because you're discontent. God, I'm tired of giving. Giving, my God. I've been giving, 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 and ain't no financial breakthrough coming in my life. I've been giving, giving, giving. My check keep bouncing. I'm giving and giving, giving, and my debit card then ran out of money. I'm giving, 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 God. And look what's happened. That discontent will make you have a nervous breakdown. That discontent will make you go off on God, make you go off on your loved one, make you go off on yourself, tell yourself you're crazy. That's what discontentment will do for you. Look at this. The source of discontentment. The source of discontentment. There are three sources of discontentment. This is awesome. Number one, the dream source. Do you know, my God, most of your misery comes from your dream. I'm going to tell you why most people are having a nervous breakdown right now. That's probably not even married. Look at somebody say, Ken and, and Barbie. Ken and Barbie. Here, here's the dream source. You grew up. They gave you a little doll. Gave you a female doll and a man doll. And said, this is how y'all going to be. Gave you a big old doll house. Gave you the little car. Then gave you the little baby dolls. I got one, two little babies right there. Didn't know, didn't know I was going to have a baby out of wedlock. <laughs> Your dreams messed up now. Didn't know I may have gone through a divorce. That wasn't in my dreams. I didn't have a dream of going through no divorce. I didn't have a dream when I was going to raise my family. My little daughter wasn't going to be with me in the house with me. My dreams are destroying me. My, my dreams are making me unsatisfied now. Because that's not what I had a dream. Your dreams can mess you up. Your, your dream, dreams you had, ooh, you, you're 12 years old. Ooh, what you want to be? Well, I'm going to be married when I'm 26. I'm going to be working, my God, and with a job making $80,000 a year. All your dreams, you just setting it up. Your dreams, my God, your dreams. And now the devil is tricking you. Uh-huh. You have no reason to be happy because you ain't living out your dream. Maybe you living what God had had planned for you. John the Baptist didn't dream about getting his neck cut off. Huh? Jeremiah didn't dream when God called him to be a prophet. He was later, later on going to get the name the weeping prophet because he was crying constantly because the people weren't listening to what he was saying. Sometimes what we dream is not what God's will is. And we got to learn that. Your dreams may not be God's will. When you get delivered from your dreams, you can appreciate God's will. That's when you can say, I've learned whatsoever state I'm in to therewith be content. I didn't expect to have a broken leg growing up. I didn't expect my God to fail God, But if it's to be, then that's what it is. Goodness. I'm sure Abraham Lincoln dreamed that the first time he ran for president, he was going to win. He didn't know over 13 times he was going to, my God, lose one election. He didn't understand that he, when he was running for Congress, people was going to not vote for him. Don't be deterred if what you have always dreamed. Because think about it. The stuff you was dreaming about, were you in holiness then? Did you know, you didn't know one scripture when you was dreaming all that stuff. You didn't know not one word and you based your whole happiness off when you were a Gentile. When you didn't know anything about God, you painted your picture of what your life wanted to be. 
You better recognize that when you get in God, he got a new picture for your life. Old things are passed away. That means the dreams that you thought was going to be your rest of your life going to pass away. And God said, but all things going to become new. Your dreams will drive you crazy. God, I'm dreaming to be this. I'm dreaming we're going to have this big church in six weeks. It don't happen. Now you mad at God. Maybe you got to learn how to let God handle his business, God. That's why Jesus said, not my will or not my dream, but thy will or thy dream be done. That's why Jesus said, thy kingdom come. Thy dream come, God. Whatever dream you got for me, God, you fulfill your dream. However you picture my life, God, you picture it, God. You fulfill it, God. I want to be in your dream. My God, I feel something. I feel a crazy anointing stuff. Goodness gracious, I feel some breakthroughs and deliverance. I feel some people forgetting shackles, leaving people. I feel people being delivered and set free. I feel people saying to themselves, my God, I've been missing out on living because I'm complaining about that stuff that I used to be wanting God to do for me. My God, I better recognize and just be content with whatsoever state that I'm in. See, that's what Paul was saying. I ain't, I ain't thinking about a dream no more. I'm thinking, Mr. Slade, about whatsoever state I'm in now. I've learned, therefore, to be content. My God, I'm, I'm learning, therefore, to be content. If I got to wait till my God, certain days of the week to see my child, I'm learning to be content with it. If I can't have it every day, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm just going to be content with it. I'm learning whatsoever state that I'm in now to be content. You will have more peace you would have more comfort in God you would have more security in God when you say old dreams you passed away and behold all things become new I'm just going to wait and see how God's going to work out this picture I'm going to let God direct my life and when he say it's time for that person to come in then I'm going to let God direct that person in and when God say cut take one I'm going to say take one and when God say let's cast it call it a night I'm going to go to sleep and call it a night and when God say it's time to get up in the morning and shoot the whole scene over again I'm just going to let him shoot the scene all over again I'm going to stop saying I want this to be my leading lady and I want this to be my best man and I want this one and I want that one I want that to be my friend forever I'm just just gonna let God say you gonna be in this movie and you gonna be in this picture and you gonna be in this scene you gonna get out this scene you gonna get out this picture I'm gonna stop complaining on who not in the picture no more I'm gonna stop complaining about who not in my scene no more I'm gonna stop complaining with somebody don't want to line and don't know their script if they don't know their script I'm gonna say God the script if they don't know their lines God then give them the lines if they don't know the movie they in then you don't recognize what God is doing I'm just gonna be content Whatever is in my life, whatever is in my life, if they don't send me a letter, God didn't tell them to do it. I'm just going to learn that. I'm going to stop going crazy over everything. I'm just going to learn how to be content. I ain't going to let discontentment drive me up a wall. I'm not going to let discontentment make me bitter against God, bitter against life, bitter against myself. You know you ought to be better than this. You know you ought to be more than this. Look at yourself. You ain't achieved everything you thought you was going to achieve. My God, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing wrong with me. God is guiding my life. God, I didn't know this was in me. Goodness gracious. The dream source. 
Ecclesiastes 5 and 7 it reads for in the multitude of dreams and many words there are also divers vanities but fear thou God he said in the multitude of dreams in many words are divers vanity the Bible saying all this stuff you've been dreaming about ain't number vanity it's just as vain as a kid and Barbie doll you just dreaming you dreaming yourself miserable God said ain't nothing but vanity God said, learn how to trust and wait on God. He said, you dreaming about this? He said, I'm going to tell you what to do. Fear God. Fear God. Dream about letting God have his way. Dream about letting God have his acts in your life. Dream about letting God write your script for you. He said, fear God. Fear leaving God seen. Fear acting on your own. Fear God. Not only the dream source, but secondly, the desire source. Why our desires will drive us to a state of discontentment? People rob banks because they desires. People go and rape women because they desires. Men raping men in prison because they desires. My God. The next door used to steal my sister's clothes out the clothesline because she desired to wear clothes. 10 o'clock at night, figure it I know that girl so-and-so, they might sue me if I say their name. I know that girl so-and-so stole our clothes. Beat up at the bus stop because she done stole the clothes. Yo, desire. I stole some stuff. I stole some nine ladies growing up because I desired them. I stole some popsicles out the store because I desired them. Man, we used to steal the bikes and everything because we desired them. Whatever we desire, we win. If I ain't have it, I, I desire it belongs to me. Your desire just talk to you. Man, your desire will puff you up. Your desires. Your desires will drive you. Listen to Genesis 3 verse 6. Genesis 3 verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired. To make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof. And did eat. And gave her also unto her husband. With her. And he did eat. God then set up Adam and Eve. Here's a God of eating everything you want. You got a pear tree. Now they don't know what the fruit was that she ate. Many unscholars say it was an apple, but there's no proof of that because the Bible don't say it was an apple. They say when she saw the fruit. Okay, so we don't know what fruit it was. But God said you got pear trees, you got peach trees, man, you got all the kind of grape vines. You got everything you want. Just don't eat of this tree. You got heaven. You got my God, Adam. You got your man. This is you and him. You got, I got heaven. Everything is right there for you. God, she just getting the nails done every day. Getting the hair done every day. No problems. She don't have to worry about Adam going out, my God, chasing another woman. Adam ain't thinking about no apes. Ain't thinking about no gorillas. I mean, her life is set up. All of a sudden, her desires start kicking in. I wonder... I wonder how that tastes. You ever wonder how some taste and you don't belong tasting it? <laughs> I wonder, ooh, that looks so good. She said, when she saw it, she said it, it looked good. Everything be going right in your life and you just messed it up because something else looked good. Hey, you ever just messed it? The devil just got in you all of a sudden. Your sanctified soul not get corrupt because something, she saw that tree. I said, when, when she saw it was a tree to be desired. That's why we say in the book that happens about six, chapter one is the fornicating eyes because your eyes will mess you up. And when she just kept on looking at it, 
couldn't hear time she turned around that thing. Next thing you know, Adam was Adam going to work and cut some tree. She slipped off over to that tree. Snake starts on go and try that thing out. Go on, ain't no ain't nobody gonna know the bit. Try that thing out. Man, ooh, look at it. He's like, ooh, I desire that thing though. Man. It's ain't Satan tell it ain't, ain't no testimony series right now. It's it's your and she saw it just desired. Her desires made her discontent. Had everything. Had nothing to lack. All bills paid. No issues, no problem, no drama. All of a sudden, her own desire just took her out the house. Your desire would mess you up. That's why last week was spiritual warfare against our desires. Because you got to learn how to be satisfied from yourself. You got to, now nah, I don't need that today. I don't need that. I'm satisfied. I'll just eat what I got. I'll eat my leftovers. I'm satisfied with what I got. I've been in this a long time. It's turned to leftovers. But thank God for the leftovers. God, I'm satisfied. Not only, number three, the double-minded source. The double-minded source. You know that one minute, you ever met some people? And one minute, my God, they just seem like they so content they just bragging on God and bragging on the church and just bragging on everything it's talking about my God how everything is going well and all of a sudden some call that double minded man come up in them look at James chapter 1 <laughs> see people that's double minded you really don't know what they gonna do Man, people that double mind us testify, man, praise God and God so good and backslide the next day. They double minded. They double minded. They stay discontent because what? They listen to the man that's discontent in them. One minute I'm down with you, next minute I'm not. Double minded. Listen to this. James 1, verse 5. James 1 and 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not. And this shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. Look somebody say, don't wave. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's what I mean by that. My God, you don't know what's going to happen. One minute they said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to trust that. Next thing you know, my God, they crying and worry about it. They said, now I'm going to forget about it. I'm going to put it in the Lord's hand. I'm just going to let God handle it. I'm just going to let God just move. I'm just going to wait on God and see what God's going to do. Next minute you go, my God, they're ready to cut their wrists. Double-mindedness. That double-mindedness would cause us, my God, to chase discontentment. See, the double-minded person, the, the mind number two, see, mind number one going to wait on God. Mind number two, he going to act on whatever it is he's worrying about. So we got to learn, my God, which mind is trying to talk to us. Which mind is trying to talk us out of our blessing. Which mind? Because we got two minds. You know, that's why people always say, my first, I should have followed my first mind. And my first mind told me to do this. But I followed. See, they don't say I follow my double mind. <laughs> my God. Listen to this. Write this down. Three biblical examples of people that lost more than they gained by discontentment. Three biblical examples of people that lost more than they gained by discontentment. 
Number one, Cain. Cain represents discontentment in one's faith. Cain represents discontentment in one's faith. Look at Genesis 4. Genesis 4, chapter, Genesis 4, verse 3. It reads, and in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. Very important. Abel brought of his first. The Bible said, and God had respect unto Abel's offering. Verse 5. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. What it means was, Abel gave his offering unto the Lord. Fire came up. God consumed it. Abel, Cain gave his offering. Nothing happened. You ever been to stay in your life, you praying and nothing happened? Hmm. You ever believe you asking God for a word and nothing happened? My God, notice what happened. So Cain started getting upset because Abel gave the best from God. He wouldn't let. He wouldn't just give my God God anything. He wouldn't just give my God. Our man came around. He said, "Well, I give him this fifty cent, and I got my God twenties in 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 my hundred dollar bills in my billfold." He said, I just give God his 50 cent, don't matter. So God didn't have respect to Cain's offering. Now watch this. In verse 6, and the Lord said unto Cain, this is awesome. God, this is awesome. Now Cain had just messed up. But listen to what God said. God said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance falleth? He said, if thou doest well, shall not thou be accepted. And if thou doest not well, Sin lieth at the door. Look at somebody say, who's knocking? And unto thee shall be his desire, and he shall rule over him. He said, God said, if you just do well, if you just do right, you will have what Abel got. But most people, they get jealous of other people. And they start hating on other people. And they start talking about their own brothers or sister in the church. Their brother or sister in church doing God's will. They serving God. They blessing God. Pastor call upon them. They doing anything to pastor call upon them. God tell them to work in this ministry. They doing anything God tell them to do in that ministry. Then the other person get mad at them. That Cain spirit come up. And they try to tear that person down. They, they slay Abel. Abel didn't do anything but serve God. All Abel did was gave up. They slay him because they don't have faith that they can be used to. God said if you do well. If you just present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, God will use you too. God said, I'll bless you too. The same way I'm blessing Abel. The same way I'm blessing brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. I will pour out my anointing on you too if you just do well. If you stop talking about people behind their back. If you stop hating on people. If you stop passing rumors and gossip. I will bless you too. All you got to do is just do well. That's all you got to do is do well. God said, put it, I make it so easy. I forget about everything else you did. Just do well on that right now. God, that's awesome to me. God said, I forget about everything you did, Cain. I forget about that sad offering you gave me. Just do the next time. Next time, just have faith. Next time, just have joy. Next time, just have peace. Just do better next time. Look at somebody say, I can do it next time. I can do it next time, baby. I can do it next time. I can do it next time. 
That's what we told the women last night in the prison ministry. Just do better next time. Just praise them next time. The second person is Opal. Opal. Opal represents discontentment in the family. Opal represents discontentment in the family. Ruth chapter 1 verse 10. Ruth chapter 1 verse 10. And they said unto her, Surely we will return unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? And there yet are any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands. Naomi's two sons had died, and she had her two daughter-in-laws, her daughter-in-laws with her now, Ruth and Naomi. And she's trying to tell them, I'm about to go back to my land. Y'all go ahead and leave. Y'all too young to be following me. Y'all need to go find y'all a husband. You don't, I don't want y'all to miss out. I, I can't have another baby and you're going to wait on them to grow up and become a man. My God, you're gonna be, your desire is going to take over you. I know what you want. And then what happened? She said, turn again, my daughters. Go your way. For I'm too old to have a husband. She said, now, y'all going to have to wait on me to get married again. And my husband died too. I'm going to have to go out dating. Ain't no telling how long that date going to be. All these crazy men around, I'm going to have to go out, find somebody to date. Then I'm going to have to get married. Then I'm going to have to have a baby. Then you have to wait nine months till that baby come. Then you have to wait till the baby leave his diapers, leave kindergarten, leave junior high, high school. My God, unless you're going to try to, what, what in the world you going to do? He said, if I should have a husband also tonight, embarrassing. He said, if I got pregnant right now tonight, if I didn't open up and had a baby tonight, what you going to do then? And she'll also bear sons. Would you tarry for them till they were grown? <laughs> Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters. For it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is going out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Opal kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back to her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from falling after thee. For whether thou goest, I will go. And whether thou lodge, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou dies, I will die. And whether I have, when I'm buried, thy Lord do so to me. And more, if all but death part thee and me. Ruth said, uh-uh. Naomi, I'm not leaving you. I don't know what is going to happen. She didn't know God was going to bless her down the road. Look at somebody say, down the road, down the road. She didn't know, but she said, uh-uh. It's tough, but I'm, I'm right here. I was right here when you had the sons. I'm going to be right here. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to follow my dream. My dream, yeah. I would love to have that again, but I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to stand by you. I'm not going to leave. See, I read and left. I said, Oprah, after Naomi said what she said, Oprah said, man, all them men back down in that village, and she about to take us to a desert? Oh, said, come here. Let me kiss you. Said, come here. Oh, said, Ruth, come here. I love y'all. Shoot. I ain't with no hard time stuff. I ain't with no struggling. I don't know how my bills going to be paid. All them men back there whistling at me? I can have all these men. You talking about wait on you? Ain't no telling what's going to happen there. You, don't, you ain't been in that land for years. Ain't like you got a phone number you can give me. Ain't like you got somebody waiting on me. I don't know what's going on. I can't walk by no faith right now. 
Man, let me get back down here. Bowleg, Bowleg. All them men in that village got my gosh, free rail rims. Man, I'm going back down to that village. They got some money down to that village. What's the name of that club we going to? The Divide? Shoot. Man, I'm going to find somebody down there. You see that? What in the world? That's the discontentment. That discontentment spoke to her. Don't do it. That discontentment, don't wait. Don't go through. That discontentment said, man, if I were you, i go going back down to that village. Man, if I were you, I wouldn't be with uh uh. You know how you are. You know what you will be wanting in a couple of days. Talking about holiness. What? Talking about living right. Boy, you know what you like now. So ain't nobody gonna be whistling at you. Ain't nobody gonna be looking at that short skirt you be wearing. You better get some attention. You better go on back down there. Mm-hmm. I'm gone. And that's what that discontentment will do. When that storm come, we've been taught the rest of our dreams. Don't go through no storm. And right now, the, the statistics are, right now, we're living in a, in a society, in the first, my God, 12 to 24 months, that's when most people are going to get a divorce. 70% of people get a divorce. It's because in their dreams, they didn't see going through. Man, I ain't know I was going to be going through this. I ain't, uh-uh, I ain't, uh-uh, I don't know about this. Man, forget that. It was better for me when I was single. I did what I wanted to do then. That discontentment builds up in a person. And they can't take the real world. And they think everything was going to be happy ever after. See, they lied to us then. You'll live happier ever after. That's what mess people up because they wait on that happy ever after. Man, after that honeymoon, I didn't heard it folks in broke him. After the honeymoon. Then after ain't no such thing as happier ever after until you get to heaven. That's the only place where there's gonna be happier ever after. You get a million dollars right now, you're not gonna live happier ever after. You get the biggest house you want, you're not gonna be happier ever after. Your children grow up to be NFL football players. You're not going to be happier ever after. Somebody may have them in a courtroom like uh, Kobe Bryant. You might start worrying yourself to death now. Worrying about them going to jail. Anything can happen that can interrupt that happy ever after. Kobe Bryant's parents are more concerned about his future than his basketball skills right now. Anything can happen. In some situation, our children can get the greatest jobs they want to. Sickness come upon them. And we don't care about no job anymore. We want God to bring life back into their bodies. Well, we got to thank God for the peace we have right now, the healing we have right now, the health we have right now. If we don't have that house, if we don't have that car, if ain't nobody in the bed with us, God, I got joy right now. I don't have to worry about going to the doctor. I don't have to worry about getting kicked out of my house. I got peace right now, God. I can go to sleep in a bed right now. Thank God for right now. Right now. Right now. That's what this message is about. Right now. Thanking God right now. Yeah. Yeah. While we, my God, without the temple, but I'm thanking Him right now. Yeah. No church building gonna make me happier than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing it can make me do is appreciate it, but it won't make me happier than I am right now. Yeah. Don't live your life waiting on something to happen before you be happy. Yeah. 
you will forever be miserable. You can't wait for something to happen. Look at somebody say, God is making it happen for me. He's making it happen for me. You gotta look, He's making it happen for you right now. Right now. We sing the song, God is all right now, God. I ain't waiting on God to do nothing. I ain't waiting on God to wake up out of his sleep. He neither sleeps nor slumber. I suffer right now, God. His peace is available right now. His power is here right now. His good people are here right now. I don't have to wait for another member to join. I'm thankful for who we got right now. I'm thankful right now. I'm thankful for what I'm looking at right now. Baby, I'm happy right now. I'm happy when I see your face right now. Oh my God, some people, my God, some pastors, my God, the people could be here and all they do is spend 30 minutes complaining about who not here. So and so ain't nobody here tonight. The rain and drama. What about the people that's here right now? Thank God for the people that's here right now. Make me feel like, my God, you don't even appreciate me being here. I just could have stayed at home. I'm listening about everybody else. This. You talking about Sister Blue and Sister Butterscotch. My God, we got people here right now waiting on the word. Preach the word right now. Man, be thankful right now. God, right now. That will drive discontentment out your spirit if you just have a right now attitude. My God, it going on right now. Driving my hoop, I got it going on right now. I don't need no street wells to have it going on. I got God in my life. I got Jehovah Jireh. I got Jehovah Shalom. I got Jehovah Tikkanu. I got Jehovah Rapha. I got a right now God in my life. God, I feel like going crazy. Goodness gracious. What in the world is going on in this place? Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. You waiting on the spouse to get better, but you better have some peace right now. You better have some joy right now. The devil will never let him get better just because he knows it's going to affect you. And I thank God right now. That's what Paul said. I've learned that whatsoever state that I'm in, to them would be content. If I'm going to the honeymoon, if I'm in prison, I've learned how to be content. God, I feel his power. Number three, Judas. Judas represents discontentment in one's finances. Somebody say, Reb, I was with you till you said that now. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to change me for one more money. I don't care what you're going to say about this. Ain't nothing going to change me from being mad about my finances. Ain't nothing going to change me from being worried about these bills that's on my table. I don't know. Rabbi, I better see what words you say now. It better be something mighty awesome, powerful, and good. Because I'm mad at my money. Shoot, all these bills. And you talk about discontentment against finance. I ain't mad with Judas. I've been there. You better say something to get me delivered from this. Mad as I am, you ain't. I, I need gas money right now. What kind of word gonna put some gas in my car? Tell me that, Reb. Tell me that, Reb. Tell me that, Reb. I'm mad. Yeah, I, you know I'm discontent. Matthew 20, he said, right now. Sharona, Sharona got a new job. I said, praise God. Rona got this. Now I thought she had retired from other jobs. She said, nah, I ain't gonna retire from that. Yeah, I got two jobs now. I said, well, my God, I know them love offers gonna be fat now. She said, nah, not yet. I gotta pay my car note off. I said, my God, Rona, what about me? Matthew 26. She ain't giving up them finances. 
I need my finances. Got some love, I mean. Got a second job, bigger, making big money. Even they testified, my God, uh, they said they were gonna give me three percent rate. I got, they was giving about two percent. I got three and a half percent. I wasn't satisfied. Then turn around six percent. Then they gave me twelve and a half percent. Said praise God. Even I know the love offering's coming. Man, I, I got to get ready to move. <laughs> hey, my God, twelve and a half percent raise. <laughs> Man, folks, for real, on their finances, they ain't gonna let no pastor make them discontent. You talk about some love already, they get discontent. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Matthew 26, 14. Then one of the twelve called Judas Ascarit went unto the chief priest and said unto them, Watch this, what will you give me? And I will deliver him to you. And they and they my God covenant with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. He said, Man, 30 pieces of silver? Man, I'd be out of debt with 30 pieces of silver. Man, 30 pieces of silver. Man, I don't got to go to no Bible study for 30 pieces of silver. 30 pieces of silver. What in the world? Man, I could buy everything with 30 pieces of silver. And that discontentment in his current finances messed him up. He betrayed God for his current finances. Now one thing I speak against two and three jobs But one thing I can testify about Zorona She's not going to let the second job Keep her out of Bible study and out of the service of God If it does She's been willing to tell that supervisor Any minute I got to go And the reason why this supervisor She's still working there Because she's giving that supervisor Hey this is not what we have agreed upon When I got hired I told you I could work on Wednesdays And Sunday mornings I'm not going to sell out God for no finances. I'm not going to sell out God for 30 pieces of silver. I'm not going to sell them out. And that's the type of commitment we got to make to God. I'm not going to sell out God for an extra buck or two. I'm not going to forget about God. I'm not going to keep this money in my pocket when God tell me to give. I'm not going to sell out on God for an extra buck or two. Because what I'm in, I'm like the McDonald's commercial. Da, 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 da. I'm loving it. I'm loving what God is doing for me. Look at somebody say, I'm loving it. I'm loving what God is doing. Whatever my circumstances are, however my finances are, I'm loving it. However I'm going through, I'm loving it. I'm loving waking up in the morning. I'm loving not having sickness in my body. I'm loving not going crazy over the stuff I used to go crazy. Look at somebody say, da-da-da-da-da. When they talk about you on your job, just say, da-da-da-da-da. When they lie on you, just say, da-da-da-da-da. When they talk about you behind your back, just say, da-da-da-da-da. When they put you down, say, da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it. What? Somebody done talked about me again? Da-da-da-da-da. God's about to bless me now. Da-da-da-da-da. God's about to take me to another level. Da-da-da-da-da. Look at somebody say, da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. I'm loving it, baby. I'm loving it. You better sing that in the morning. Da-da-da-da-da. Hey, Jesus, people new things. I don't like what I lie. Da-da-da-da-da. Huh? When they call you on the phone and say, what y'all talking about tonight at church? Da-da-da-da-da. I'm loving it. 
They gonna see me on TV. What you wearing on TV? I'm be like da 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 da. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I ain't selling out God for 30 pieces of silver. I'm loving it too much. I'm loving him too much. I'm thanking him too much. I'm not going to be crying over this stuff all day. I'm loving it too much. God, I feel the power. Three ways to halt discontentment. Three ways to halt discontentment. Say neighbor. Da 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 da. Finally, I found something I can sing. Hallelujah. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. What's <laughs> that, Tasha? Da 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 da. I'm loving it. Next time I say, neighbor, this word. Da 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 da. I'm loving it. Three ways to halt discontentment. Number one, halt it with joy. Halt it with joy. Psalm 63 verse 5 My soul shall be satisfied As with marble and fatness And my mouth shall praise thee With joyful lips Nehemiah 8 and 10 Then he said unto them Go your way Eat the fat And drink the sweet Send portions unto them From whom nothing is prepared For this day is holy unto our Lord Neither be ye sorry For the joy of the Lord Is your strength I said stop being sorry About your situation the joy of the Lord. Let the joy of the Lord become your strength. He said, neither be ye sorry. But they talking about me. Neither be ye sorry. But they don't like me. Neither be ye sorry. But they used to be my friend. Neither be ye sorry. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Da, 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 da. I'm loving it. You got the joy of the Lord in you. But my house needs to be painted. Neither be ye sorry. But I need a new car. Neither be ye sorry. I'm 30 days behind due. Neither be ye sorry. Well, that neither be ye sorry fit for any situation you in. That neither be ye sorry, my God, fit for your children. It fit for your spouse. It fit for your enemies. It fit for your friends. It fit at the dinner table with nothing is good to eat to you. But neither be ye sorry. That's why I can say da 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 da. Baby, I'm loving it. Number two, not only halt it with joy, but secondly, halt it with judgelessness. Judgelessness. Halt it with judgelessness. Mean I don't have time to judge. Judgelessness. Judgeless. Judgelessness. It means stop judging. That <laughs> would mean. Now they don't fit with halt it with judgelessness. Halt it with joy. Halt it. Hallelujah. I'm loving it. Halt it with judgelessness. Somebody say, don't judge the pastor for what he just did. Goodness gracious. You're going to stop being content. You're going to mess up the spirit of God in Bible study all because of it. You just start judging all of a sudden. Everything was going good. You were saying you love it. And I was like, goodness gracious, what's going on here? This the stuff disgusted. You just lost your joy because you start judging. That's how the devil gets to you. If you stop telling yourself your life so miserable, you will have some joy. 
If you stop judging your situation, I'm so alone, you will have some joy. If you stop judging your house and your car, you will have some joy. If you stop judging that outfit Saturday night you're going to put on for Sunday morning, you can get dressed quicker. But what take you so long? Man, I didn't wore this. This already messed up. Man, I'm tired of that color. Man, ain't nobody in your closet but you. If you done judge your whole day. God, this is out. Watch what Paul did. Watch how Paul learned how to stay content. Watch how, man, listen. Man, if I judge myself, I couldn't even stand up and preach. Jeremiah about the judge himself said, I says, God, I'm a man of unclean lips. God said, shut your mouth up and go tell the people what I said. I got time to hear that stuff. Do what I called you to do. Listen to this word. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 3. Paul said, but with me. Paul <laughs> said, my God, let me tell y'all something. All these folks talking about me. Paul said, what are they talking about? Paul said, but with me. Mm-mm. It is a very small thing for me to be judged of you. Paul said, guess what? Of man's judgment. Paul said, yay. I judge not my own self. Paul said, I don't even judge myself. I don't compare myself to other people, Paul said, and say, I ain't this. Paul said, I don't tell myself I ain't no good. Paul said, I don't tell myself I can't be used by God. Paul said, I don't tell myself my situation so bad and everybody else's situation so good. Paul said, I don't drive by church inside, judge their church and their church and say, my God, when I'm going to have one God. Paul said, I don't judge myself. So consequently, I can stay happy. Paul said, consequently, I can keep my joy. Paul said, consequently, I can keep my peace. Paul said, because I don't judge myself. Number one, halted with joy. Number two, halted with judgelessness. Number three, halted with Jesus. Halted with Jesus. John chapter four. That's what the woman at the well did. That's what the woman at the well did. That's what stopped him from going to Platinum Plus. Jesus. Had Jesus ever stopped you from doing some stuff you felt like you couldn't do? I mean, have Jesus, that's if you didn't know who it was, it was Jesus that stopped you. Uh, had Jesus ever stopped you from drinking some stuff you didn't know, but if you weren't in Jesus, you would still be drinking it. But Jesus stopped you. That's what I mean. You say, what? What do you mean, how do Jesus? Just let him live in you. Listen to this. He said, if I live in you and you wouldn't live in me, my God, you should have whatsoever acts. John 4, verse 8. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that said unto thee, Give me meat to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee the living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou this living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drink of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of the water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus said, You done been with so many people, my God, you constantly thirsty. But he said, If you just let me stop that stuff, and if you get content in me, he said, I will satisfy you. A principle that is often said by many preachers. Man pacifies, but Jesus satisfies. Jesus satisfies. What do I mean, satisfy? How does he satisfy? When you get in him, he said, if I live in you and you live in me, 
when I start walking in the spirit, when I start thinking like Jesus would think and walking like Jesus would think, some stuff I thought I couldn't get over, some stuff that I thought I would miss, some stuff that I thought I couldn't live without, I found out Jesus can live without it. And that's how I can halt discontentment with Jesus. Jesus just took any old mule and rolled into the town. He didn't have to have much, but whatsoever state he was in, he was content. And that's the level that God is going to take us to. Look at the man and say, neighbor. I'm loving it. Somebody give the Lord a victory hand clap of praise. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You have gained the knowledge that will give you advanced notice against the spirit of discontentment. And that knowledge is sometimes all you need to get the victory in that battle. If this message has blessed you, please consider blessing Pastor Kiner. Sow back into the life of this mighty man of God as he has just sowed into your life. Your gift will surely be an encouragement and a sign to Pastor Kiner that PGK Presents is making a difference into the lives of our listeners. Please visit our online giving page on our website at www.thejesuspeoplechurch.com. Also, on our website, you will be able to download countless other messages and books by Pastor Kiner. I'm Charles Nelson, and on behalf of PGK Presents, thank you for listening. Until the next podcast, be blessed.